Blog Talk Radio. So far away We cut down people in your name But the sword was never ours to swing Jesus, friend of sinners The truth becomes so hard to see The world is on their way to you But they're tripping over me Always looking around but never looking up I'm so double-minded A plank-eyed saint with dirty hands And a heart divided Oh, Jesus, friend of sinners Open our eyes to the world at the end of our pointing fingers Let's reach with open hearts and open doors Oh Jesus, friend of sinners You are good, and your love. 
Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Shalom, brothers, sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Praise God. Hallelujah. He has risen. He has risen. Amen. Glory to God, our Lord Jesus. He has risen. Glory to his wonderful name. Well, shalom to all uh, that are listening and that are uh, uh, in the chat room right now. Not me. Just me, the Lord. And uh, looks like Sis Crystal's here by phone. <clears throat> here comes Sis Julie. Praise God. Anyone is invited. Lord, we pray you draw them in. We pray you draw them in, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. You draw them in to hear the word of the Lord. And we come together to worship and praise you and to honor you and praise you for, for your great resurrection, your great power, Lord. Hallelujah and glory to your wonderful name. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Let us continue to worship the Lord as others will come. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, 
praise you and bring forth the truth as your spirit leads. We just thank you and praise you today, Lord. We give you all the glory and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Glory to God.
pray that each one of you had a a wonderful, wonderful resurrection day, resurrection Sunday. Praise the name of the Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be grateful for. Our God is so awesome. How much love he has shown each one of us, that he's made everything, he's made it personal to us. Amen. Let's look at that. Uh, Let's go to the, uh, uh, okay, yes, Lord. First we go, we got one we got a we got a couple more praise songs. Uh the Lord the Holy Spirit is reminding me. Amen. Hallelujah. That uh, we keep worshiping and praising the Lord and sensing for his presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>
Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Go to with me to Matthew 27. First, we go to Matthew 27. And that we will see that we know that after Jesus uh, was before Pilate, Jesus was mocked, Jesus was crucified, and then Jesus was buried. So we'll start there as we will move on to show that Jesus has risen. Amen. First, we will prove that Jesus did die and was buried. So let's go to the word of God as it says in verse 57. Matthew 28. Oh, excuse me. Matthew 27. Forgive me. Matthew 27, verse 57. When it was even, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, so that he might bury him. And Pilate ordered that it be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, burial wrapping, and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock, and he rolled a large stone over the entrance of the tomb and went away. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, the day after the day of preparation for the Sabbath, the chief priests and the Pharisees assembled before Pilate and said, Sir, we have remembered that when he was still alive, that deceiver, after three days, I will rise from the dead. Therefore, give orders to have the tomb made secure and safeguarded until the third day. Otherwise, disciples may come and steal him away and tell the people. He has risen from the dead, and that the last deception, the reporting of his resurrection, will be worse than the first reporting that he is the Messiah. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers. Go with them. Make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, along with stationing of guards of soldiers to be on watch, and they set a seal on the stone. Now we move to chapter 28. So we have established by the word of God and by many witnesses that Jesus died and was buried. The, uh, uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the so-called religious leaders of Israel. Uh, we know that Pilate knows about it and that we know that the guards know about it. And, of course, the disciples, they know about it. And, uh, and Joseph put him in his tomb. So Joseph, Arimathea, and uh, uh, Nicodemus knows about it too. So praise God. Now, <clears throat> Let's move to verse, um, let's move to 28. Hallelujah. The exciting news, the powerful news is coming forth. Jesus is risen. Matthew 28. Now, after the Sabbath, near dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And a great earthquake had occurred. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stones from the opening of the tomb, and sat on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the angel's appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guard shook, paralyzed with fear at the sight of him, and became like dead men, pale and immobile. But the angel said to the woman, 
do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said he would. Come, see the place where he was lying. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee, as he promised. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So the women left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the good news to the disciples. Brothers and sisters, praise God for godly women because this uh, Mary Magdalene is based, what I know, is the first evangelist. She is the one that she went back down to the tomb. She went back to the tomb. Why'd she go back to the tomb? Was she believing? Did she believe? Was she believing what Jesus said? Did he said he would rise again? That she had to go look and check? Praise God. Praise God. And that uh, uh, so she went and she and she go tell tell the good news to the disciples. And as they went, suddenly Jesus met them saying, Rejoice! And they went to him and took hold of his feet in homage and worshipped him as the Messiah. Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me, just as I promised. While they were on their way, some of the Roman guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. And when the chief priest had gathered with the elders and consulted to develop a plan of deception. There you go. There you go. God is a God of truth. And look what the enemy is trying to do. Oh, it's time to it's time to lie and deceive. Oh, that's the only way we can try to cover up this truth. Oh Lord, we 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 got to lie and deceive. They gave sufficient money as a bribe to the soldier. Oh, there you go, there you go. Give them money, bribe them, lying, deception, bribery. Oh, their sins are piling up. And said, "You say his disciples came at night and stole him while you were sleeping. And if the governor." Pilate hears about it, we will calm him down and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and they were paid for lying. And they did as they were instructed and they fabricated the story and was widely spread among the Jews as, and is this present day. Brothers and sisters, one thing I, I've learned and, and have heard about this, yeah, paid them off, that's right, Sister Marietta, is that the, the uh, uh, beliefs of the Jews was that they did believe in a resurrection. But the resurrection, they believed, was going to be when at the end of time. At the end of time. So when Jesus, when Jesus uh, raised Lazarus from the dead, I mean, Jesus, I mean, Lazarus had been dead for three days. I mean, they came and reported he was sick. Well, everybody had been seeing Jesus healing everybody, so they thought he was going to go right then and, and heal uh, heal uh, Lazarus, but the Lord said that his sickness is not to death, but to the glory of God. So here is Jesus. He's with the disciples. Three days, they, they're, they're away from Lazarus. Uh, uh, three days. It sounds familiar about the other resurrection here. This is almost like another type and shadow coming closer to the real thing. Amen. Well, anyway, here here they are, and uh, then finally they come and report 
there's no hurry now, Lord. He, he he's dead now, and that you know it's almost like they sort of confront him. So you know, Lord, you healed everyone else, but you couldn't hear you, you heal your friend. Well, then the Lord goes. He goes to Beth Bethany, and he comes, and all the people are mourning, and all the people are are are, are upset. And, and, in Mary and Martha, I said, why can you come, Lord, and our brother be alive? And then the Lord tells them, I am the resurrection and life. Do you believe this? Do you believe this, Martha? Do you believe this, Mary? And the Lord's heart was broken because of the people that seemed like they didn't believe because they've been taught so much that the resurrection what happened at the end of age? What they didn't, what they were getting ready to learn and understand that Jesus is a resurrection in life. That right now, right there, the kingdom of God was at hand. Remember what John the Baptist was telling people: "Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand." And just like my brother Dave, brother Paul was sharing, what a great revelation that the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> The kingdom of God, I mean, the kingdom of heaven was on earth. I mean, the Godhead, I mean, uh, God the Son was there. And, and the God, the Holy Spirit was coming, as Jesus promised. So as the majority of the power was in heaven before Jesus came, now it was on mainly majority was on earth through Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit. I mean, praise God. It, it's so powerful. Hallelujah. Is it four days? Amen. Okay, four days. Praise God. Four days then. Amen. Sister Maria, thank you for uh, showing me that from the Word of God. I, I don't have the Word of God up, but I know basically that he was in there for a while, and they said he stinks. That's right. Amen. Well, praise God. So Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, and it amazes the Jews. It amazes the, it amazes, uh, the disciples. It amazes Mary and Martha. Because they know something new, something special has come. That God is not waiting to the end of an age to raise everybody up. But the resurrection and life is here now through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when we move up, we move on up to when Jesus dies and he is risen well, glory to God! This is this this is, has to flabbergast the uh, 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 the religious leaders, and the Jews are, are have to be so surprised because <laughs> the Son of God, the King of Glory, our Lord, has risen from the dead, and it's not at the end of the age, because God has made a way for salvation and life for the people. Before the time of the judgment, before the end of time, God has made a special special way, and he's brought it in in this time of grace, this time of reconciliation with the Lord, this, this, eight, this uh, church age, and the time of grace is now. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only one that has life. He is the one that can only give you eternal life. Oh, yes, everybody's living and breathing, but this flesh will die. 
as I was hearing uh, another man, man of God today, it was very interesting talking about what death means. Death means separation. Death means separation. Well, we have been brought close to God. That we have been brought to become part of the family of God through Jesus Christ. All of us who believe and love him. Amen. All of us who believe in the resurrection. All of us who believe that Jesus died on the cross and poured out his life and blood for us. All that believe. But the ones who don't believe. The separation that I am talking about is eternal separation from God. The second death that is talked about in the book of Revelation. This is this is this is uh this is forever. This is it's hard to even understand. That's why you need to receive the one who gives life, gives eternal life, and he is the only one. He is the only one who's come and said, I am of God and is risen from the dead. He says, I am the Savior. I am your Lord and King. No others. No others. They're mere men. They're mere men. But Christ was more than just a man. He was man and God. He came to bore witness and to share the truth and to share the will of God and to share the word of God. That all that call upon his name and believe in their heart can be saved. Hallelujah. What a glorious thing. And the other thing, brothers and sisters, without what I just read about, as the angel said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's alive. He has risen. Because without the resurrection, what is the use of the gospel? What is the use of the gospel without the resurrection to conquer death, to conquer sin? that we are able to be born again by the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen? So it's very important to understand that the resurrection is very important to our faith. To understand that the tomb is empty. If you go to Israel and you go to the garden tomb, it is empty. There's no body. There's no bones. It's empty. Because Jesus has risen from the dead, hallelujah. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God to the glory of the Father, hallelujah. For when Jesus did what he did on the cross, he said, it is finished, hallelujah. And then when Jesus showed the witness and showed the people that he had risen, 40 days he was here and he showed many people, I said up to 500 people, witnesses to see Jesus alive, after he was dead and buried. Amen? And that he went and sat down at the right hand of God because what he had done, what he needed to do, was finished. Amen? Now, he has called us. He has called us and told us, the ones who believe, you have become servants of the Most High God. Now it's your turn to go in my name. It is your turn to serve me. It is your turn to be about my father's business, your father's business, because you are sons and daughters of the most high, the most holy God, because you have been changed. You are not the same. 
You are not of this world no more. You are a light in the world, but you're not of the world. That we look to Jesus as our example. He says, take up your cross daily. What does that mean? That means die to self. Die to self daily, brothers and sisters. Oh, yes, we have the, we have the struggle and between uh, the flesh and the spirit, but praise God, the spirit is stronger. As Jesus said, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Amen. Hallelujah. We know that. Glory to God. And in the times we are living, brothers and sisters, that we are examining ourselves and work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. That we repent as the spirit of God shows us things in our life that shouldn't be there. That we repent because we don't want that filthiness on us. We want it washed away and off of us. That, that we don't despise the chastisement, being chastened by the Lord. That we don't faint under it, brothers and sisters, but we repent and grow in Christ and mature in Christ and walk in the ways that the Lord wants us to. Amen. Glory to God. Let's look at this as what Jesus Jesus said, and what now is happening, glory to God, that we're part of it, as it was as the early church. As he says this first part here in Acts 1, and then we'll go Acts 2 as the Lord leads. Glory to his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 1, verse 1. The first account I made, Theophilus, was a continuous report about all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he ascended to heaven. After he had, after he had by the Holy Spirit, given instructions to the apostle, special messengers, whom he had chosen, to these men, he also showed himself alive. Amen. Are you alive in Christ? Hallelujah. He's the only one that can make you alive. A lot of people think they're alive, but without Christ, they're the walking dead, according to the word of God. Only the Lord Jesus makes you alive. You don't want to be like the walking dead. You want to be alive. And the one who brings, you, brings life is Jesus. He has the words of life. His life-giving blood. Hallelujah. His life-giving spirit, praise God. Hallelujah. After his suffering in Gethsemane and on the cross, isn't that interesting that it talks about the suffering of Gethsemane and on the cross, and by a series of many infallible proofs, which mean you cannot disprove it, and unquestionable demonstrations appearing to them over a period of 40 days, and talking to them about the things concerning the kingdom of God, while being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, You have heard me speak, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now move down to uh, verse verse 9. We're too close to the speakers here. In verse 9 in Acts 1, 
after he had said these things, he was caught up as they looked on, and a cloud took him up out of their sight. While they were looking intently into the sky, as he was going, two men in white clothing suddenly stood beside them, who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Praise God. Here is, <laughs> here, yes, Lord, here is, uh, here's a revelation about people saying, well, there's, there's no uh, pre-trib rapture. Well, listen to this part. The angels report and say to the men of Galilee, why are you staring up there? Jesus is coming back the same way he went up. Well, brothers and sisters, in this account, Jesus is ascending up into heaven in his glorified body and taken up in a cloud. Well, as we know, in the book of Revelation, when Jesus comes at the end of the tribulation, when he comes to feet the the uh, the beast, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the devil, Satan himself, he comes on a white horse. He comes with ten thousand saints, or ten thousand or more saints on white horses. The Word of God says this is totally different than what is happening right here. This is for the church. This is for the believers who believe in God's word and know that the word of God is truth. Hallelujah. Let's look at it. Let's get, let's look at this, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Go to let's go to First Thessalonians, excuse me. First Thessalonians chapter four. What the word of God says. Amen. Hallelujah. Now to know the truth. Got to know the truth. Quit listening to so many people, uh, uh, men and, and YouTube videos and all. Know what the Word of God says. That's the most important thing. The most important thing is know the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit can teach you. The Holy Spirit can teach you quite fine. And I would tell you for sure, study the Word of God. Study the Word of God yourself and see what the Lord will teach you and show you. Let's go to Thessalonians. Amen. Praise the wonderful name. Hallelujah. Let's go to, oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> he wants you to know. He wants you to know the truth. Believe his word and don't believe men. Be not deceived, the Lord God says, the Lord Jesus says. Again, the main thing he said in the end time, be not deceived. And see what they were doing with the, after the uh, resurrection of Christ? They were trying to set up a deception. Well, the devil is doing the same thing. He's trying to deceive people from the truth. And to know what the truth is, that Jesus is coming. And Jesus is coming for his church. He is coming to take his bride home before the, the uh, wrath and judgment of God is poured out on this God and on this Christ-rejecting world. Amen? Oh, praise your name, Lord. Those who died in Christ. Verse 13. Now, we do not want you to be uninformed, uh, un uninformed believers about those who are asleep in death, so that you will not grieve for them as the others do, have no hope beyond this present life. For if we believe, oh, you see a key thing here, brothers and sisters? I've already seen it once. Uh, believers uh, believe 
Oh, I just don't think there can be any doubt or unbelief here. Has to be believed. Have to be true believers. Amen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, as in fact he did, amen, even so God, in this same way, by raising them from the dead, will bring with him those believers who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Believers, that's the key. It's what you believe in your heart that makes who you are. You are a true believer of Christ. You will believe in your heart that he has died and rose again, and that he is coming for his church. Just by his word. Just what he said. Just like the angel said, he's coming back in this like manner. For we say this to you by the, by the Lord's own word, that we who are still alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will in no, we, no way proceed into his presence those believers who have fallen asleep in death. Hallelujah. Praise his name for his truth and his promises. For God is not a man that he lies. Let all men be liars and God be truth. Amen. Verse 16. For the Lord himself will come from heaven. From heaven. Oh, and what did the angel say? In like manner, Jesus will come again like he came up. When he when he uh, uh, ascended, when he ascended from the the disciples, the apostles, he was calling them. Then, Amen. Well, look, for the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with the shout of a command, with the voice of the archangel, Hallelujah, and with the blast of the trumpet of God. Praise God. The trumpet of Almighty God, and the dead in Christ shall will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain on the earth will simultaneously be caught up, raptured together with them, the resurrected ones, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Hallelujah. Just like Jesus went up in the clouds, our Lord Jesus is coming back, and he's going to come down to sin and not, not come down the earth. No, he's coming for his church. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for the church. He's coming for the bride that is spotless and clean, has made herself ready by repenting, by studying his word, by watching and praying, by believing and trusting him. So we always will be with the Lord. That's what it says. That's the word of God. When we're caught up, we will always be with the Lord. Praise his wonderful name. Praise his wonderful name. And what does Paul say? Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words concerning our reunion with believers who have died. Praise God. What comforting words. How could these words be comforting if you said something like, oh, yeah, comfort one another. We're getting ready to go into the tribulation. Oh, yeah, the seals of God, the wrath of God, the wrath of the Lamb is being poured out. It is a lie, brothers and sisters. It has not happened. Here, who says it? The Word of God says different. Jesus will come for his church. He will come for his bride. He will come for the ones that are looking for him, for his blessed appearing, the blessed hope of the church. He will come for them first before any of the wrath of God is poured out on this world. 
And the ones that are on this world at that time are Christ-rejecting. The ones who are not ready for his coming, God have mercy. That, you know, are backslid, lukewarm, have lost their way, caught up in their sin, caught up in this world. They think all this is more important than Christ. I'm here to tell you, no. The most important thing in your life is Jesus Christ. He is the son of the living God. He is the creator. You are sons and daughters of God. You are children of God. The Lord would have none perish. But people perish because they don't believe. They already, by the word of God in John 3.16, says the ones who don't believe are already sentenced and condemned. God have mercy. But we comfort one another with these words because it's good news that the Lord is coming for us before his wrath is poured out, before anything that he does that will bring forth judgment on this world through his seals, his bowls, his trumpets, all the things that are spoken. None of that will happen until the Lord takes this church out of here. You can believe that or you cannot believe it. It's your choice. But read the word of God and study it for yourself. I just showed you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Now, as the spirit leads, brothers and sisters, as the spirit leads, we go. Amen. Oh, presence. He wants people to know that for sure. There's been so many things out there. So many different uh, videos and prophetic words and all. If they don't line up with the word of God, word of God, run from them. Run from them. If they're telling you the seals is open and all this is happening, run. Get away from them. Get in the word of God and study it and see it for yourself. We are not in the tribulation. The tribulation doesn't happen until Christ takes his church out of here. Until he takes his bride. The Lord Jesus is not a wife beater. He's not going to beat up the bride of Christ before he takes it home. No. No. Not the ones that are ready for him. Not the ones serving him. Not the ones loving him. Now the ones who are not ready. The ones who are not ready. Oh, it'll be something else. Because you'll probably have to give your life. Give your life. For Christ. It'll be very dangerous times. It'll be more difficult to be a Christian for sure. It's already happening in certain parts of the world. We just saw that happen in Pakistan. But it'll spread to the whole world. It'll spread to the whole world. They'll be so hating and mocking uh, the Lord God because they will be de they will be deceived. The Lord himself will sing uh will send a strong delusion because of not, them not believing in Jesus. God have mercy. Amen. All right. Let's move on. Let's go back. Uh, uh, let, me, let me get a drink here. Amen. Let, let me get a drink. Let, let's have a little. Oh, glory to his name. Let's have a little praise break here. A little praise break. Amen. Because we're getting ready to talk about... Uh, we're getting ready to talk about Christ making the church, and guess who shows up? 
Spirit fall. Hallelujah. Spirit fall.
Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout and God-fearing men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound was heard, a crowd gathered and were bewildered because each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect. They were completely astonished, saying, Look, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears in our own language or native dialect? Among us are the Parathians, the Medes, the Amalites, people of Macedonia, Mesopotamia, excuse me, Judea, Capuchita, Pontus, Asia Minor, Phrygae, uh, Pomphile, man, some wild names they had, Egypt, and the districts of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Gentiles converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We all hear them speaking in our native tongues about the mighty works of God. And they were beside themselves with amazement and were greatly perplexed, saying to one another, What could this mean? But others were laughing and joking and ridiculing them, saying, They are full of sweet wine and are drunk. Well, there you go, brothers and sisters. You see the contrast again. Very clear. There's people who believe. And then there's the ones who don't believe and mock and scoff and make fun and joke about the things of God. Hallelujah. Verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be explained to you. Listen closely and pay attention to what I had to say. These people are not drunk, as you assume, since it is only the third hour of the day, 9 a.m. But this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. Verse 17, and it shall be in these last days, said God. There you go. As Christ was crucified and died on the cross and rose again, this was pretty well announcing by in the book of Hebrews that this was the last days. Well, right then, even when the church was just being born, it was the last day. So where are we at now on God's time clock? Time, timetable, brothers and sisters. Where are we at now? And it shall be in the last days, say God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. All mankind. All. We know all means all. So not just necessary believers. But the Spirit be poured out on unbelievers. Amen. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see divinely prompt visions, and your old men shall see dreams, divinely prompt dreams. Well, brothers and sisters, the testimony of that is that uh, uh, the uh, uh, Islam people in Iran and Libya and a lot of the other countries over there, even some of the ISIS fighters, are seeing Jesus in a vision or dreams and turning to Christ and turning to uh, Christianity, turning to the Lord, even though they've been indoctrinated for years from uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, doc, I mean, the religion or, or the ideas of uh, Islam. But when they see Christ in person, when they meet the risen Lord, 
Oh, they're changed. Your heart will be changed when you truly meet Jesus, when you meet him personally, hallelujah. The risen Lord, hallelujah. When he calls out your name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 18. Even on my bond servants, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got any bond servants in there? In the uh, uh, in the in the chat room, Hallelujah! We got any bond servants for the Lord? Amen. Any bond servants for the Lord? Amen. Praise God. Amen. He does answer heartfelt prayers, Sister Mary. But bond servants that we have been called to be servants of the Lord. Amen. Bond servants, brothers and sisters, because we have been bought with a price. We have been bought with the price of the Lord Jesus' life and blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. And she and uh, both and even on the bond servants, both men and women, I will in those days pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Well, Amen. That's happening. Nineteen. And I will bring about wonders in the sky above, and signs attesting miracles on the earth below, blood and fire, smoking vapor, and the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. Before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And you know, brothers and sisters, that is the sense that we understand those are eclipses. Those are the sun eclipses and the moon eclipses. And that I believe, as we've seen, they're going to increase. And they'll become closer together. But as you know, these are just signs. These are signs of knowing what is truly coming, that the Lord is coming. The glorious day of the Lord is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 21, and it shall be that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking, invoking, adoring, and worshiping, worshiping the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Interesting in the Amplified, rescued spiritually. Hallelujah. Praise God. We want to be rescued out of this world, but ones who call upon the name of the Lord, and who truly love and adore and worship him shall be saved, rescued spiritually. Hallelujah. Verse 22. And you notice the difference in Peter now. Peter was uh, timid, and, and, and he was rejecting Christ. But after the Spirit of God comes, after he's, he, he, uh, he sees the risen Christ, and he... Uh, he interacts with the risen Christ. He is a different man. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord does change us. Hallelujah. Any of us able to do anything or what we, you know, we're doing, it's only by it's only by the anointing by the Lord Himself that we're able to do these things. Verse twenty-two. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited and pointed out and attested to you by God with the power to perform miracles, wonders, and signs, which God worked through him in very in your very midst, just as you yourselves know, this man, when handed over to the Roman authorities, according to the predetermined decision and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross and put to death by the hands of the lawless and godless men. But God raised him up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who raised up the Lord? But God 
the Father raised him up, releasing him and bringing an end to the agony of death, praise God, since it was impossible for him to be held in death's power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, death, where is your victory? Death, you could not hold our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. For David says of him, David says of him, I saw the Lord constantly before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken from my state of security. Verse 26. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue exulted exceedingly. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, that is, will encamp in anticipation of the resurrection. For you will not forsake me or abandon my soul to Hades, the realm of death, nor let your Holy One undergo decay after death. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will fill me, infusing my soul with the joy with your presence. Brothers, I may confidently and freely say to you regarding the patriot David that both that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us today. And so, being a prophet, and knowing fully that God had sworn to him with an oath that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke prophetically of the resurrection of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, that he was not abandoned in death to Hades, the realm of the dead, nor did his body undergo decay. God raised this Jesus boldly from the dead, and of that fact we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this blessing which you both see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, yet he himself says, The Lord the Father said to me, I mean to my Lord, the Son, sit at my right hand. Until I make your enemies a footstool, therefore, let all the house of Israel recognize beyond all doubt that God has made him both Lord and Christ, Messiah, anointed this Jesus whom you crucified. Hallelujah. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart with remorse and anxiety. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brother, what are we to do? And look what Peter says, and what is the Lord saying to us, the church now? What was he saying to the seven churches in Revelation? And Peter said to them, Repent! Change your old way of thinking. Turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah and be baptized each of you in the name of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness of your sins 
and you, excuse me, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far away. Now, who could that be, brothers and sisters? Oh, who are far away, including the Gentiles, as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. Hallelujah. So here it is. It is proclaimed. It is shown as truth that the Holy, of the Holy Spirit, the promise of God the Father, is for us too, not just the early church, but the end-time church too. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise this wonderful name. And Peter solemnly testified and continued to admonish and urge them with many more words, saying, Be saved from this crooked and unjust generation. Well, that's what the Lord is saying still. Be saved from this crooked and unjust generation. Hallelujah. When the Lord shows up and the Holy Spirit shows up and people humble themselves, look what happens. So then those who accepted his message were baptized. And on that day, about 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instructions of the apostles and to the fellowship and to eating meals together and to prayers. Brothers and sisters, that's what we're supposed to be doing as believers. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 43. Look how these people are changed. Look, look at their attitudes. God, do we need this in our churches now? A sense of awe was felt by everyone. And many wonders and signs the testing miracles were taking place through the apostles. And all those who believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their possessions to belong to the group as a whole. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all the other believers as anyone had need. Day after day, they met in the temple area, continuing one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, Sister Cole, we do that. We do some of that. I know we don't eat and eat, you know, go to each other's house and eat, but we do pray. We do worship the Lord. We come to this common place like they did to the temple. Well, since now we have a common place, it's the Lord's hour. Amen. This is the place that the Lord has raised up. And this is the place that we can come together to worship the Lord, to pray for one another, to fellowship to study his word and know his truth, to be prepared for the coming of the Lord, that he has raised up the Lord's hour in such a time as this, to have the people ready for the coming of Jesus. Amen. That we are to be a bride that has made herself ready. Amen. 
that we stay ready, that we stay stand fast, that we stay strong in Christ, that we keep watching, and we keep praying, we keep our ears open to hear his voice call our name. Say, come home, come up here, come up hither, amen. To hear the mighty trumpet of God that will shake this whole earth when it is sounded. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. We just thank you and praise you for this night, Lord. We thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, the important thing is what he shared here, and we see the boldness of Peter. We see the change in the apostles and disciples. They're not the timid ones anymore. They're not the timid ones anymore. They stand boldly for Christ. They show their love and mercy and grace toward one another. That they're willing to give of themselves and give what they own to others. That they're willing to pray for one another. And they're willing to trust the Lord. And that's what it's going to, have to be for us, brothers and sisters. Is we go down this road as we come to the end, either by the Lord taking us up or if uh, we fall asleep in Christ, that you know that you have to trust in Jesus. Amen.
somebody like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody like the Lord, brothers and sisters. Nobody like the Lord. Yeshua Hamashiach. Glory to his name. Nobody like the Lord. Yes, Lord. 
word of God. He had to listen to Jesus and get up. He had to feel it in his spirit and get up. Amen. And when he got up, it went into action. Amen. I mean, the way you please God is by faith. When God sees faith, oh, glory to God, he shows up. Amen. All right, praise God. Well, the time we're living, brothers and sisters, and the word of God is speaking what the Lord is saying. We need to look and see what he has been saying to the churches and the different church ages and the churches in the end times. Amen. And as he is speaking to these churches in the book of Revelations 2 and 3, he is speaking to us. Amen. He is speaking to us too. Hallelujah. So we go to Revelations chapter 2. And see a common common theme, common theme in as he speaks to these churches. Hallelujah. Revelation 2, a message to Ephesus. Amen. And the kind of churches that are like Ephesus, the Lord is saying. Chapter 2, verse 1. To the angel, divine messenger of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of the one who holds firmly the seven stars, which are the angels or messengers of the seven churches. In his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, the seven churches. Well, we see clearly his authority and power and who is speaking, and that he is the head of the church, amen, that he is the Lord of glory. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, amen. He is a glorified, risen Christ. Verse 2, I know your deeds and your toil and your patient endurance and that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. Well, Brothers, sisters, that that sounds sort of like some. I mean, sounds like us. I know that we don't we don't like to tolerate the uh, people that do evil, and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives of Christ, and in fact are not. Oh, there you go. And I have found them to be liars and imposters. That sounds like wolves in sheep's clothes, brothers and sisters. That sort of sounds like the hirelings. That sounds like the false apostles from the angel of light. The old devil himself, the deceiver. And I know that you who believe are enduring patiently. And are bearing up for my namesake that you have not grown weary of being faithful to the truth. Now the Lord is going to admonish, admonish us and what he says. But I had this charge against you that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. So remember the heights from which you have fallen, and repent. Well, there's that word. Repent. Everybody says you don't have to repent. What is God saying to the churches here? Repent. He's talking to the churches, brothers and sisters. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to believers. It's your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will. And do the works you did at first 
when you first knew me. And that word know and knew means intimately. It means personally. Just not know of, but know him. Amen. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand. And they amplifies that their church is impact from its place unless you do what? Unless you repent. Yet you have this to your credit, that you hate the works and the corrupt, the corrupt teaching of the Nicolaitans that mislead and delude the people, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. Not just to the church in Ephesus, but all the churches. To him who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will grant the privilege to eat the fruit of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Now we go to the next one. Message to Smyrna. And to the angel, divine messenger of the church in Smyrna, right. These are the words of the first and the last absolute deity, the Son of God who died and came to life again. Hallelujah. The resurrected Lord, the resurrected Son of God, Jesus Christ. Verse 9. I know your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. And how you are blasphemed and slandered by those who say they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan. Wow. Being called hypocrites and all that, but be called a synagogue of Satan. Whew. These are Jews only by blood and do not believe and truly honor the God whom they claim to worship. God of mercy. Verse 10. Fear nothing that you are about to suffer be aware that the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested in your faith. And for 10 days, you will have tribulation. Be faithful to the point of death if you must die for faith. I will give you the crown consisting of life. Brothers and sisters, the Lord telling what's coming. The Lord telling them that they're going to go to prison and die. You better believe and trust in the one that you truly believe in and trust in when it comes to that, when it comes to you and says, that, well, you're going to go into prison. Some of you are going to die for your faith. But understanding that this is just a temporary life and that it would only be for a short instance or whatever you suffer would not be compared to what will be revealed in glory in eternity. Amen. 
But brothers and sisters, that we are able to that place and know. Yes, it, it's right now in the United States. It's not like Pakistan, where you have all these people uh, that are against the true God, and <clears throat> the majority are the ones that uh, believe in false gods and false religion, and the uh, minority are the believers and Christians there. And they're treated such that uh, that is. Be grateful where we live, but that could change. And there has already been some things happen here. My, I mean, nothing's minor when dying, but we've already had some incidences where uh, believers have been targeted. Amen. Well, know that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But the Lord said, don't fear the one that can destroy the body or kill the body, but the one who's able to <laughs> kill the body and damn the soul to hell. To understand the one who holds life and has the keys of death and hell in his hand now. That we believe in him. We believe as we celebrate this day, the empty tomb and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that makes our faith strong. Because our faith is, is, is not strong at all without the resurrection, without the power of the Spirit and be able to raise us from the dead and that our mortal enemies have been defeated. Our mortal enemies have been defeated through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's amazing that the Lord tells these people ahead of time. And it's what he says. He says, I will tell my people before I do whatever I do. I will tell my people beforehand. They won't be caught off guard. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 11. He who has an ear, let him hear and heed. Take heed what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God. <laughs> oh, praise God. Listen. Listen to this powerful promise from the Lord. The world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God will not be hurt by the second death, the lake of fire, that you will not be separated from God for eternity. Praise the name of the Lord. He is the only way, the only truth in life. He is the only way to go to God the Father into heaven and to be with them for eternity through believing in Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God. Because like I said, as what I've seen today and learned, that death means separation. And the second death means eternal separation, thing that will be. God have mercy. Because the separation from God, there is no love. There is no mercy. There is no grace. There is no hope. There is no life without the Lord, without God. Oh, people, if you would just realize and quit worrying about this temporal life and be thinking about where you're going in eternity. I mean, we've been, we've been brought into thinking about, you know, this, this, this right now. Or sometimes we think about, oh, well, you know, what in the future, and if we retire. But after that, but after the life, but after as the man lives and then he dies, then comes the judgment, or then comes eternity. 
Where are you going to spend eternity? Are you going to spend it with God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit? Are you going to spend it in hell with the devil and his demons? You know, it says that the ones when comes separating between the ones that are truly know Christ and truly serve him and the ones who just do it in name only and never he said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquities, to the place that's been prepared for the devil and his angels. It wasn't prepared. It wasn't prepared for the created children. No, God gave you a mind, and he gave you an empty void to be filled with him. You would hunger and thirst after righteousness, that you would hunger and thirst for him and be right with him. As Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, it opened the door for all of us to be under that curse, under that damnation. Because of sin had come to mankind. But through Jesus Christ, the promised one, the one that God told the devil very early, that I'm going to make a way to redeem and reconcile my created ones, my children. And he did. Now, here in this life, you still have to make that choice. You have to make that decision yourself. Not somebody else, not a priest, not a pope, but you. You personally. It's between you and the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. It is a personal relationship. It is a personal salvation. It is personal. Amen. And it's the greatest decision you'll have to ever make in your life. And you have to make it before your last breath. That you have to make it before you die. It's too late. Too late. Too late. When you are, when you are out of this life and into eternity, you have to make the decision before then. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Oh, glory to his name. The Holy Spirit is showing these days is amazing. Okay, message to the Pergamon, Pergamon, verse 12. And to the angel, divine messenger of the church of Pergamon, write, These are the words of him who has and wields the sharp two-headed sword in judgment. Oh, hallelujah. The word of God. Praise God. Oh, glory. Verse 13, I know where you dwell, mm. a place where Satan's sit enthroned. Yet, mm, excuse me, yet you are holding fast to my name. Praise God. Hold on to the name of Jesus. And ye did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one who was killed or was martyred among you 
where Satan dwells. Hallelujah. Praise God he would receive a martyr's crown. But I have a few things against you, because you have there some among you who are holding to the corrupt teaching of Balaam. Oh, God. Who taught Balak to be a stumbling block before the sons of Israel. Entice them to eat things that have been sacrificed to idols and commit acts of sexual immorality. You have also have some who in the same way are holding to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, here's that word again. And the Lord is making it clear in the time we're living for repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your simple behavior. Seek God's will. Or else, all right, that's what the Lord says. If you don't, or else, I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war and a fight against them with the sword of my mouth and judgment. Now, brothers and sisters, who who out there wants to go to war against the Lord? Woo! Not me. He who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, to him I will give the privilege of eating some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name engraved on the stone, which no one except, excuse me, except the one no one knows except the one who receives it. Amen. Hallelujah. Serious business. It is really, I mean, no pulling punches here. The Lord is really saying how we supposed to prepare in these last days. Amen. Praise is one of the names. Let me get a little drink here. Oh, praise his name. Thank you for your word, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Oh, welcome, uh, Brother Noah. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Praise God. Good to see you, brother. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Brother uh, Mr. 2262, welcome to the Lord's hour. Praise God. I know you've been here a little while, but I just noticed you because I've been uh, on the Bible gateway looking at the Word of God. But bless you. Bless you, brothers here. Amen. Let's move on. Praise God. Hear what the Lord is saying to us tonight. The message to Thyaria. The message to Thyaria. And the angel, divine messenger to the church of Thyaria write. These are the words of the Son of God, who has eyes that flash like a flame of fire in righteous judgment. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whose feet are like burnished white hot bronze. Well, brothers and sisters, this is, this is showing, this is judgment. This is showing judgment coming from God. Hallelujah. I mean, bronze is talking about judgment. Praise God. And as we know by the word of God, judgment comes to the house of God first. Verse 19. I know your deeds, your love, and faith, and service, and patience, and endurance. Oh, glory to God. And that your last deeds are more numerous and greater than the first. Oh, yeah, praise God. That's how we're supposed to be growing in Christ, maturing, amen. But, verse 20, 
but I have this charge against you that you tolerate the woman Jezebel. Oh, Lord, you can't be tolerating a woman like Jezebel in the church. He who calls herself a a prophetess, claiming to be inspired, and she teaches and misleads my bond servants so they commit to sexual immorality and eat food sacrificed to idols. God have mercy. That should not be in the church of the living God. No way. No way. Verse 21. And again, the Lord is saying the same thing again. I gave her time to repent, to change her inner self, her simple way of thinking, but she has no desire to repent of her immorality and refuses to do so. God have mercy, brothers and sisters. That's what a lot of people these days. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, I have a prayer request from uh, Sister Brenda. Let's stop here for a minute and pray. Uh, we need to pray for Stephen, one of her clients. She just sent me a text message that uh, he has been throwing up three days, and they're they're uh, taking him to the ER. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus for Stephen. Lord God, we pray you touch him. We touch him. Lord, I pray that you would heal him. Lord, we rebuke the spirit and infirmity that's trying to cause his stomach to be upset or any or, or anything else, Lord, that's not of you. And Lord, we pray for healing. And we pray that you would comfort him and bring him peace. And, Lord, that we pray that you are able and that you are the great physician and that you can touch Stephen and that he will be a testimony of your power and your great your great love, Lord. And, Lord, we, uh, we pray for Brother Kelvin, too. I, I don't know all that's going on with that, but we pray that he gets right with God. Pray that he humbles himself, comes before you. And, Lord, we pray lift him up and strengthen him in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we just thank you and praise you, Father, that we pray for the brethren, and we pray as these prayer requests come, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name, Lord. Praise your wonderful name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. All right. Let's get back to the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 22. This is the Lord. He means business. Listen carefully. That means when he puts that in there, listen carefully. We are to listen carefully. Listen to what the Lord's going to do with this woman. I will throw her on a bed of sickness. And those who commit adultery with her, I will bring into great anguish. Unless they repent of her deeds. Oh, I mean, this is this is strong. This is a righteous and holy God. It is it's just totally fed up with uh, evil, sinful idol worship. Verse 23. And I will kill her children 
And it says here, as children followers, with pestilence, thoroughly annihilate them. And all the churches will know, without any doubt, that I'm he who searches mind and hearts, their innermost thoughts, purposes. And I will give to each one of you a reward or punishment according to your deeds. Well, there you are again, brothers and sisters. There is a conference. Either you come to Christ and you receive rewards and a well-done faithful servant, you'll choose the other and receive punishment. Depart from me, you workers of iniquities. Iniquities, I never knew you. Your choice. Verse 24, but to the rest of you in Thyria who do not hold this teaching, who have not explored and known the depths of Satan, as they call them, I place no other burden on you, praise God, except, this is what he says, except to hold tightly to what you have until I come. There you are, brothers. Hold on tight, brothers and sisters. Hold on tight. Tighten up them seatbelts. Strap up them boots. Amen. Put on that helmet of salvation, praise God. Put on the, the shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Amen. Put on the full armor of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Pick up the shield of faith. Hallelujah. Hold the sword of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Gird up your loins with truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand in these evil days. Can stand to the wilds and the schemes of the devil. Amen. Praise God. We are to be alert and watchmen, watching on the wall of God, and that we hold on to what God has given us. Hold on to the uh, salvation of the Lord. Hold on to the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Verse 26. And he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, who keeps who and he who keeps my deeds doing things that please me until the very end to the very end to whom I will give authority and power over the nations verse 27 and he shall shepherd and rule them with a rod of iron the earthen pots are broken into pieces I will also have received and I also have received authority and power to rule them from my father. I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Now we'll go over to Revelation 3. But before we do, hallelujah, we will have another praise break glory to god and understand who the lord is hallelujah for lord your name is Blood of the Lamb. Praise God. 
or are you going to have hate and anger and lie and, and uh, deceive and party and, 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 and speak uh, gossip people and other things that are ungodly? Worship other idols or worship things of the world. This is what he's saying here. Do not have, turn away from a sinful way of thinking or lifestyle of sin. Amen? So then, if you do not, this is what the Lord says now. Now, he's told them what to do. He's told them keep and obey them and repent. Change your simple way of thinking. Demonstrate your repentance. Show me. Show others that you have changed. Now, listen what happens. So then, if you do not wake up, I'm telling you now, brothers and sisters, this is serious word from God. So then, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I come to you. But you still have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. That is, contaminated their character and their personal integrity with sin. And they will walk with me, oh, praise his name. They will walk with me dressed in white because they are worthy, righteous. That's the words of the Lord, not mine, but his. A remnant, a remnant, amen? Verse 5, he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God will accordingly be dressed in white clothing and I will never blot out his name from the book of life, praise God. I will confess and openly acknowledge his name before my father and before his angels, saying this is this that means he's saying that he is one of mine. Oh praise God. That he is one of mine. He who has an ear, let him hear and take heed. What the Spirit says to the churches, not just the church of Sardis, but churches and the last day church too. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's try to see if we can get this in. Hallelujah. Message to Philadelphia, verse 7. And the angel, divine messenger of the church of Philadelphia writes, These are the words of the Holy One. Oh, glory to his name. The Holy One. Trust in Jesus. He's the Holy One. The true one. Oh, he's the true one. Praise God. He who has the keys to the house of David. He who opens and no one will be able to shut. He who shuts and no one opens. Verse 8. He's in total control. Amen. I know your deeds. See, I have set before you an open door which no one, no one is able to shut. For you have little power and have kept my word and have not renounced or deny my name, praise God. Take note, he says in verse 9, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know without any doubt that I loved you. Verse 10, because I have kept the word I mean, excuse me, because you have kept the word of my endurance, my command to persevere. And that's what the Lord is saying to us, brothers and sisters, that we 
are to persevere, that we are to, to stand strong, not faint, not fall, but to persevere in the time we're living, that we keep watching for Jesus to come, but at the same time that we are to occupy and be soldiers for Christ out in this, this dark, evil world, sharing the truth of the gospel, letting our light so shine that we share the truth to the lost and dying, and that we share a warning to the lukewarm to wake up. That's what the Lord has called us to be. He has called us to be messengers. He has called us to be servants. He has called us to be vessels used for his glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Now listen to what he says after this. I command you to persevere. I will keep you safe. Oh, glory to God. I will keep you safe from the hour of trial, that hour which is about to come to the whole inhabited world to test those who live on the earth. Verse 11, I am coming quickly. Hold tight to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Now listen to this. This was interesting. I thought in the Amplified so that no one will take your crown by leading you to renounce the faith? Oh, Lord, don't listen to anybody. Don't be deceived. No, no, don't renounce your faith, praise God. Don't have doubt and unbelief. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Verse 12, he who overcomes the world through the believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. He will most certainly never be put out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God in the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which descends out of heaven from God in my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, brothers and sisters, we come to the last one. God have mercy. God have mercy on this uh, this last this last message to the churches, because this is a, definitely a warning and wake up call to a lukewarm, watered down, religious church. Amen. Verse fourteen. To the angel, divine messenger of the church in Laodicea, write: These are the words of the Amen the trusted and faithful and true witness, the beginning and the origin of God's creation. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 15, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold, invigorating, refreshing, nor hot, healing, therapeutic. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless, God of mercy. Do you hear that, brother, sister? In any way, would you want to be spiritual useless? God have mercy. And neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth, rejecting you with disgust. Because you say, I am rich, and I have prospered and grown wealthy and have need of nothing. Well, there you go, brother, sister. There is the prosperity crowd. There is the self-righteous crowd. There are the ones that say, I've got it made. 
They think they have arrived, but they haven't arrived anywhere because you're nothing without Christ. Amen? And you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, without hope, and in great need. I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been heated red hot and refined by fire so that you may become truly rich and white clothes representing righteousness to clothe yourself so that your the shame of your nakedness will not be seen and healing salve to be put upon on your eyes so that you may see those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I rebuke and discipline, showing them their faults and instructing them. Now listen, here it is again. This is through this whole thing, talking to the churches, and especially this last days. Now listen what he says here. So be enthusiastic and repent. Oh, get excited about repenting. Amen. So be enthusiastic and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your simple behavior. Seek God's will. Verse 20. This is the Lord still in his mercy and grace. Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me. Verse 21. He who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will grant to him the privilege to sit beside me on my throne. Wow. And also overcome. And, I, and as I also overcame and sat down beside my father on his throne, he who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. Hallelujah. Praise God, brothers and sisters. Amen. That's right, Sis Janet. As the Spirit of God leads, he will show us when we need to, what we need to repent of. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Glory to God, brothers and sisters. The word of God is so powerful, sharper than into edged sword. And what the Lord is saying is that we are to occupy, that we are to persevere, that we are to stand strong, that we are to hold on the anchor of our soul, that we are to stay steadfast, looking to the author and finish your faith, looking to Jesus, the blessed hope, the hope of the church and the bride of Christ that we believe in faith that Jesus is coming. Amen? You have to have faith to please God. You have to look to the Lord Jesus as the example and know what we have seen and been taught tonight. As we see, there is two different uh, places that Christ is coming, that the time that he's coming for the church is going to be like what he said to the apostles, and when they would get ready to start the church, the early church, the first church, as the disciples said, this same Jesus, as he is ascending up in
into the clouds will come in like matter. And that way he's going to come like he did. This is going to be the Lord Jesus coming down for his church, for his bride. This is not the time of Jesus coming back to execute judgment on this world and coming on his white horse as victorious and conqueror. No, this is Jesus coming as the bridegroom, as the king, the righteous and holy king, coming for his bride that has made herself ready by being clothed by his righteousness, being filled with his spirit, and walking in the spirit daily. Amen. Hallelujah. Ones that have been washed in the word, in the water of the word of God. Oh, praise his wonderful name, brothers and sisters. Praise his wonderful name. Glory to the Lord. Praise his wonderful name. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God for each one of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for your encouragement. I thank you for your interaction. I thank you that you take heed to the Holy Spirit and let him move through you and speak what he's saying and that we come together to worship and honor him, that we come to study the word of God and sit at the feet of the master and that we are hungry and thirsty for truth. And I pray that we never get enough of it, but we have time for the Lord and that we're growing in our relationship with him and that we're growing, we're growing closer and closer to him and we have the urgency, and we have the feeling and, and, and the excitement in us because Jesus is coming. Amen? Jesus is coming. That's what the Word of God says, and that we believe it, that we're watching and praying, that we're listening for the mighty trump of God, the shofar of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. But until then, we are to occupy. We are to serve Him. We are to bring forth the truth of God's Word. We are to let our light so shine in our life and be an example of truth, of mercy, and of joy. And most of all, the truth of love, that the love that God has is beyond anything that man can even think of. Love <laughs> with such love of sacrifice, such love and compassion that the Lord has and that we are to have for one another, and when we are to have for the lost, as we're praying for our lost family members, we're praying for our lost friends, our lost co-workers, because the love of God, because God would have none that would perish, have none that would be lost. But God is a loving God where he gives people free will, and they have to make that decision, and they have to make the decision in this life. Not in the life to come, not in eternity. No, that decision has to be made now. Has to be made before you take your last breath. Amen? It is the most important decision in your life. And you'll have the greatest miracle in your life you ever have that God will, that you will be born again by the Spirit of God. That you were separated from God and then you brought close to God by believing in Jesus Christ. And believe in what he did at the cross, pouring out his life and blood and dying for you personally. And dying for each one of us and for the whole world. And that that's not where he stopped, but on the third day he rose again to defeat our mortal enemies. Mortal. There's no way we had any, any way to go up against these enemies. Only Christ could do it. Only Christ could do it. 
And that's the resurrection and the power over death, sin, the grave, and hell. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters. Another wonderful night again at the Lord has brought us together, and he made a way. And that uh, that I could uh, that I could be here and available to serve as Brother Elvie's out with his family, and that uh, I just sense that the Lord's hour needs to be on. It's such a time that we live. There's an urgency, and that we uh, need to bring forth the Word of God and truth and share the truth. Where there's there's so much lies and deception these days that we need to share the truth, and we need to be a light that shines every day. Every day as the Lord makes a way, and the Lord did make a way, and that we're available to serve. It's like Sister Carla or Brother Elvie or me or, or, or Brother Pablo and whoever God raises up. Amen? Praise his wonderful name. Well, brothers and sisters, know this for sure, that your deliverer is coming. Your deliverer is coming.